0: What is up, guys? We are back. Welcome to In Your 20s, the podcast where we teach you things that you didn't learn in school. So today, I'm joined by a semi-new friend. I think we've only known each other for, honestly, maybe shy of a year, but he has become a really great friend. So welcome to the show, John benken
1: <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm so thrilled, guys. So when did you find out that I have a podcast? Um, was it your birthday?
1: No, it was before that. I think that I think when I found out you had a podcast was when we were out on Fourth of July. Remember, we went to like dinner after the beach
0: the beach day from hell? Yes. Yeah.
1: And you were like, oh, I have a podcast. And I was like, oh, like, when am I coming on? And then you were like, all right, bet. And then here I am.
0: Well, no, I technically said, I was like, oh, it's called in your 20s. And had you turned 30? No,
1: I had it, But I was like, if you want me on, you have to get me within, like, the next three or four months because, or, like, three or four weeks because I turned 30, 30
0: yeah. in,
1: a, in a week. And so...
0: Very recently, and then I was like, you know what? I'm still on hiatus. I'll get you on eventually. <laughs> yeah. So that's what today is. All right. So, John, we kind of already said your age, but we're just going to say it again for the people. My yeah. first question, this is the question I ask everyone. Mm-hmm. It's how old are you and what's a random fun fact that you learned in your 20s?
1: Yeah. So, you know uh, that I'm 30. Actually, I think nobody's probably more intimately aware that I'm 30 than you are because you were not only at my birthday, but I think you are my <laughs> own personal paparazzi that, <laughs> that entire night i think i have more f- photos and videos from you of me just bouncing around than i think anybody's ever taken of me so <laughs> nobody knows that i'm 30 more than than you do um that's right guys yeah. hire me yeah like, for yeah. all of
0: your 30 year old parties your bat mitzvahs and everything in between yes. i also do weddings sometimes yeah
1: <laughs> you really are a full service agency here um But something I think that I learned in my 20s, not to get too deep on you, but the thing that I think I learned uh, or have come to appreciate more now in my 30s that I learned in my 20s is that progress is habitual, right? Like, I think when I was younger, like, I would so often, like, have this thing that I wanted to do, this goal, and I would, like fire off for like two weeks and I would hit it hard and be going for like hours at a, at a time. Uh, and then I would just burn out after like two weeks and be like, oh, I'm so frustrated. I'm not where I thought I would be and I'd give up. And so I think what I've learned is that truly being successful and, and making progress in something that you care about is about building a sustainable habit of success. So like 15 minutes a day, every day is better than, you know, two hours twice a week. Like, that, the, like, sort of the 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 mental gymnastics of, like, getting yourself motivated to do something even for 15 minutes a day repetitively, I think is, for me, the key to, like, actually becoming successful at something. The mm-hmm. eyes on the prize mentality is, like, helpful for some people, yeah. I think. But for me, it's more so, like, much much easier to think of progress as small incremental wins as opposed to, like... Oh, I have this big lofty goal that I want to achieve, and like, yeah. how do I? Like, I feel kind of lost in the weeds in the main, meantime.
0: Well, that makes sense because, like, for example, I have taken on a new hobby, mm-hmm. which is learning French. Which mm-hmm. this is not the first time I've tried to learn French. It yeah. might be the fifth. Literally, I had a friend text me the other day saying, "Tina, what Frenchman are you seeing that you're always on Duolingo?" <laughs> and I was like, "Um, excuse valid question." You. <laughs>
1: Is, well, I who
0: mean, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, very valid, but I'm I have sworn off dating for a little bit mm-hmm. So I was just doing it for myself okay. and I was seeing like okay How long can I do this streak for for Duolingo 30-day streak? You get some a little prize or like 60 days you keep going you keep going. Yeah. and they always say for learning a language It's more to do those 15 minutes every day. Yeah, than the two hours twice a week yeah. because of the fact that if you're learning on a Tuesday and then again on a Friday You've had so many days and so many hours where you're not even thinking about that language. You're not talking about it. You're not doing anything with it. So it doesn't really make sense to do it that way. Yeah. That fully makes sense. And I guess that kind of segues into kind of our discussion for today. Yeah. Guys, I had reached out to John and I said, what the hell do you want to talk about? This man is (laughs) so thorough. And you can tell that you went to school for... Like coding, engineering, what was it? Um,
1: I well, I, I went to school for political science. Actually, I am a software engineer now. Um, but it's a Whoa. it's a long <laughs> and interesting road to that um, that career path. But okay, um, so
0: either way, that means that this man is a proper nine to five. Like he's wearing a polo right now because I told him he has to be casual. I don't know. You probably wear like suits to work or something. No, 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 oh, I'm
1: okay. very casual.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> love that. Maybe I could be a software engineer. <laughs> Jokes. You could.
1: Mm -hmm. You could be our crop crop top queen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's because I told John earlier, I was like, I come into the office and I'm never wearing a full shirt. (laughs) Um, But basically, he was like, oh, I'd love to talk about health and fitness and all that kind of stuff. And I was jumping and like frothing at the mouth because (laughs) I don't know anything about that shit. Yeah, I am so unmotivated. Uh I don't like getting out of bed. I was even late for our recording. Granted I got here before John did, but Fair. I was late for when I told myself I was going to be here. Mm-hmm. As we get into the conversation of, you know, fitness, getting like excited to work out or like better your body. Yeah. In your words, mm-hmm. what does health mean for you? Like what's your definition of the word health?
1: Well, see, I think th- this is like a very interesting question because I think people get hung up a lot of, on this this idea. It's like what is healthy? Like we're always sort of hearing oh this is healthy for you that's healthy for you but when you challenge people to like really think about what healthy means as a definition yeah you kind of real people most o- very often realize that like intuitively they think they understand what healthy means but they don't truly know and so you can think of healthy in, in two sort of different ways the first way is sort of the I guess like just standard medical definition is like are all of your you know, metrics in order, all, all, your, all your biomarkers in order, your blood pressure, your, you know, heart rate, all of these different things, blood sugar, all these different things. But you can also think, and I think the way that we most often talk about health is as a comparison, like as a comparator. And so people say like, you know, is eating, is the vegan diet healthy? And the problem with like the question like that is, the answer is very often it depends. And it depends <laughs> on what you're comparing the vegan diet to. Because you can't just ask that question in a vacuum because everybody has a different context with which they'll be successful at doing something. And in terms of a diet and different needs sort of for what's going to make them sort of function most optimally. And so if you ask, like, is the vegan diet healthy? It's like, well, sure. Is the vegan diet healthy as compared to like eating McDonald's every day? Sure. But is it healthy compared to any other diet in which you're sort of managing your calories and eating whole foods and, and doing things that involve eating meat, right? Which is what the vegan diet abstains from. Yeah. The, the answer then becomes not so clear. I, I I almost hate that question, right? When people ask me, like, is this healthy? Because the answer is always, almost, it depends. For me, like, when, if someone were to ask me, like, is something healthy? I ask, like, the one of the, f- like, first things that I want to know is, like, is it something that you can... Sustain. Best one liners is like the best diet plan or the best exercise plan is the one you'll stick
0: to. Well, it's funny that you mentioned, oh, healthy sh- for you should be what can you maintain? What can you stick to? I can stick to not working out whatsoever. Yeah. So okay. then it becomes like a, all right, how can I stay motivated to work out when I don't even want to work out in the first place? And yeah. I know some people, they want to work out because, oh, it's like for the physique. I'm, I'm not going to lie, like my metabolism. Works pretty well right yeah, now. Yeah. You know, I'm a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I also recently went gluten free. Mm-hmm. So I'm just in my own little world where yeah. I'm just annoying and everyone <laughs> doesn't want to go out to eat with me.
1: Fair. Which Fair. is
0: totally fine. Yeah. But for you, like, how did you get to a place where you are more conscious about what you put into your body as well as how do you have the motivation to work out? How often are you going to the gym? Do you go to the gym? Uh,
1: yeah, well, I go to the gym a, a bit. Um, <laughs> but, a bit? Just but, a little bit? Yeah, I think, I think mean I think it ties back to what I was talking about earlier where progress is sort of an incremental thing. And it's like, I think for, especially for working out, like the idea of, Ha- you have some goal in your in your mind, whether it's a physique or whether it's some sort of like sport performance or whatever it is. Um, instead of like, for me, this is again, this is for me personally, this is like what keeps me motivated. Instead of sort of like having my eyes on this lofty, lofty prize, I just think I got to get to the gym today. Like I just got to get to the gym just today. I don't okay. have to worry about tomorrow or the next day or the next month. I just got to get there today and I got to do the best I can today. And over time, you just sort of, like, develop this habit, and it's like, okay, I'm there today, then I'm there tomorrow, then I'm there the next day. And these, like, and even if I have a bad workout today, like, I'm not going to beat myself up over it because, like, I know there's a chance to get a little bit better tomorrow.
0: Yeah. For you, what's a bad workout?
1: Well, I mean, I so I think measuring, I think finding a way to measure your, your workouts is also important. Yeah. So, like, for me, I do a little bit of strength training and then a little bit of, like, more traditional, like, I guess bodybuilding you could call it type Strength work.
0: Training is what and body training is what. We got to go to like the very <laughs> bottom of here cuz yeah. I don't know anything. Sure, sure.
1: Yeah, I mean we can get I mean we listen we can get very very nuanced here but I'll try to save your listeners the the science babble.
0: If I um, let John just go off, it will be will be here for a while. Yeah, guys. you
1: yeah, you might have to book you might have to like book three more sessions. 3 more like, hours of this. Yeah. <laughs> I think an important thing that people need to realize is that there's You know, now we're going to talk about sort of building muscle, but there's getting stronger and then there's getting bigger muscles. And when you're a beginner in the gym, both of those things come at the same time. So you can Mm -hmm. do, like, when you're a beginner at the gym, you are going to get just crazy adaptation from simply just adding resistance training to your exercises. Yeah. And so you're going to build muscle and get stronger at the same time. Okay. Once you've been in the gym for a while and you're sort of, that initial sort of adaptation is, is gone that's when you really start to sort of bifurcate and have you there's a way to get stronger and then there's a way to get bigger muscles. And you get a little bit of both in each type of exercise plan. So getting stronger would be strength training. So those are like lower repetition, but really, really heavy weights and typically done with like compound multi-joint exercises like the squat or the bench or the deadlift.
0: Love a squat. Got this ass fat, baby. <laughs>
1: Everybody <laughs> loves a squat. Um, but that's like, but that's sort of your typical like strength training, powerlifting domain. And then there's okay. more like hypertrophy, which is like. Get,
0: hypo, hypo who?
1: <laughs> hypertrophy. That's just the fancy word for like getting your muscles bigger, I guess. Okay. Um, where like the cells get bigger. So, and that's typically like higher rep ranges, you know, 8 to 12 and sort of like lighter weights, sometimes going to failure. like
0: That would be kind of like bar. Have you ever done bar before? I've
1: never done bar before.
0: Can we go to a bar class? All
1: right, yeah, let's do a bar class. Wait, will you
0: actually, though?
1: 100%. I, I love to just sort of, like, push myself outside of, like, my normal training routines. and like, oh, this is fun. Like, I can do this for once.
0: All right, sign us up. I'll literally make a TikTok about it because a bar class is what you're saying where it's very, you mainly use body weight or very slight weights, yeah. but it's a lot of repetitions. Yeah. Like where to the point where it burns. So yeah. there's this one exercise where you're standing on your feet and then you put your hands on your hips and you're literally just kicking back one of your legs. Yeah. And sometimes people have ankle weights, mm-hmm. but then you're doing that yeah. for like at least 40, 50 times yeah. to the point where you're like, Oh my gosh! Can I ever stop? Yeah. And then once you do, the rest of the day you're chilling. And then the next day you wake up, you're like, holy hell, that was an intense workout. Yeah, yeah. Like you feel it after. Sure, sure. Which is kind of my favorite. That's I love the pain because that's when I know it, it's working.
1: Yeah. Well, can I can I kind of dash your dreams a little bit there with with. Um... A little bit of knowledge. I don't want to ruin your your. your I day. wish y'all
0: could see my face right now because <laughs> yeah, I'm she's... like, I really don't want to hear it. But for the sake for the sake of the in your twenties listeners, yeah, lay it on me. I'll cry about it later. Yeah.
1: First of all, going back to I want all of I want you and your listeners to keep in mind that what I said before is just as true after I say all this stuff. <laughs> that okay. The best exercise plan is the one you'll stick to. Okay. And so, if your goal is not really to like have a certain physique or, like, gain muscle, then bar is great. And if that's what you enjoy doing, perfectly fine. Okay. But if your goal is to, like... Females would call it toning, right? But like
0: guys, what do guys call it then? <laughs> putting
1: on muscle, but but okay. I think I, for some reason, and I, I I don't know why, but I think a lot of women have this like aversion to muscle. Like they think of muscle and they immediately think like, oh, I'm gonna be this like big jacked bodybuilder physique.
0: Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. And trust
1: me, you won't have that. Any sort of female bodybuilder that you see that looks like a man
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's got a lot of like brawn on yeah that. yeah
1: like broad shoulders big lats like yeah that is the result of year like years of dedicated training diet and testosterone like you just don't naturally produce enough testosterone to look like that naturally so yeah i you need to i want you to like <laughs> i want to dispel you of this fear that like you're going to touch a weight and wake up and look like the hulk cuz it's not going to happen.
0: I'll look th- like the She-Hulk. That's the what she I'll look hulk. like.
1: Yeah, <laughs> if that were true, trust me, every guy would like be walking around looking like the Hulk, but they don't. No, um,
0: unfortunately they do not. Yeah. Sad for me. Yeah, it's a sad.
1: It's sad. <laughs> sad existence out there. If so that's great like you're burning calories and and you're sort of I mean you're exercising and you're getting a lot of the benefits of exercise. Yeah. Um But if if your goal is to sort of tone down, right, like you want to sort of lose body fat in some areas and put muscle where it used to be so you sort of have a better shape to, like, your physique Mm -hmm. without this, like, principle that they call progressive overload, which is where you, like, slowly add more and more weight each time you do an exercise. Right. You're just not going to get any sort of, like, muscle growth benefit from doing, like, 50 kickbacks even until it burns, right? Like, you're going to get... You're going to burn a lot of calories doing that, I'm yeah. sure, um, but the muscle itself is not going to be stimulated to a point where it's going to say, hey, I need to grow, so that way next time I get this stimulus, I'm better prepared for it. Because that's all the that's basically all of this gobbledygook, is like, muscles need to be like, hey, that
0: Gobbledygook? Was- is that what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wait, okay. So no matter how many kickbacks I'm doing, I'm not going to grow my bum.
1: No. Not muscular. No, it's not. It's you. You may you may um, by burning calories, you're going to inherently burn some body fat, but you're also yeah. going to burn some muscle. There's just no way to burn solely body fat or solely muscle. Like they, they did. It's they, a hand in
0: hand. It's like a it's, tango.
1: Yeah, it's like they just both happen at the same time. So if you're trying to like shape, yeah. like, the glutes, <laughs> you you need to add weight. Like there needs to be some sort of like resistance that continuously gets harder, so that the muscles know, hey, I need to grow. Oh, and, okay. And again, sort of to dispel you of this. Like I can see you like wheels turning. Okay, I'm gonna start looking. I'm literally gonna look like She Hulk.
0: I'm, I'm side eyeing John so hard right now. Yeah. I'm Like I'm not liking this.
1: Almost every one of the, like the fitness influencers that I'm sure like you see on TikTok or, or Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. Like and you're like, oh, they have such a nice body. they' that's muscle. Like you're you're looking at muscle. There's a difference between like the Victoria's Secret runway models mm-hmm. who are cactic. Like they have yeah. basically nothing to them. Yeah no body fat, but also no muscle. And then, like, what you see and like, you know, on, like, a fitness influencer's page where they're, mm-hmm. like, a nice shape to their body and that type of thing. And so that comes with muscle. Like, that is don- only done with resistance exercise. So, like, you know, a prime example is, like, watch the New York City Marathon, right? Like, those guys are in really good cardiovascular shape but like if they took their shirt off you know be like can you eat a cheeseburger like or something like so
0: right okay you
1: need like i i you know i'm on a mission to tell people like just add weights to your program like just do something
0: with them if there's one thing to take away from this episode john says add weights add some weights to your life people yeah
1: add some weights to your life
0: Well, speaking of social media, Mm -hmm. you are not on it, which I know. Once I post this TikTok, some of the girlies are gonna be so sad. (laughs) They're gonna be like, "He has nothing. How do I reach out to him?" Yeah,
1: I don't think anyone should have to see this face more than they're contractually obligated to. So, (laughs) shout out to my coworkers. You guys are the real heroes, (laughs) showing up every day.
0: Meanwhile, me, like as your friend, I think this is the first time I've seen you in maybe like a month and a half. Yeah. So yeah, the contract really fluctuates, guys. You never know. Yeah. Were you ever on socials or no? Mm.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Instagram wasn't a thing. And, like, when it first started and people were just, like, taking pictures of hot dogs and being like, hey, this is what I had for dinner. And that was, like, making it to their main page. Yeah. Like, stories weren't a thing. Oh, um, so
0: you were still on social media when stories were a thing.
1: Uh, Yeah, right around when stories started to become a thing is, like, kind of when I started to stop using Instagram as much. I don't remember the exact point at which I deleted it, but I was just like, this shit's not for me. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, it just feels way too manufactured and, like everybody's curating their their shit,
0: and I'm like, nah, this is just not, not the vibe. Well, it's also not just you. It's, like, your entire friend group. Yeah. All of the guys don't have social media. No. And I remember there was one day, I was with a friend, and, like, all of you guys had walked in somewhere. Maybe it was my apartment. And she goes... Tina, who are all those beautiful men? Where could I find them? <laughs> and I said to her, sorry, girly, none of them have social media, so you talk to them now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> like,
1: you can't. You you're just, just, you're gassing me too much. I think this is, we gotta knock me down a peg or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's washing guys! <laughs> Aw! Um, but with social media, when you were on it, do you think that, you know, the fitstagram was still a thing? Because I fully have removed any relation or correlation to fitness from my pages because I just don't want to see it.
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was certainly there. Um, I don't know to the extent at which it was like a burgeoning, like really like, you know, front page thing. Yeah, but it was certainly there. And even though I'm not like on social media these days, I still obviously get exposed to like things that are on social media just because it's so pervasive. There's like no way to um, sort of avoid being exposed to social media things yeah so i still sort of see things that float around like on like the tiktoks and the instagrams in like the fitness space and i think i i think sort of th- this is like a good topic to talk about like we were going to talk i think we're heading towards like what's a gimmick and what's factual like when someone posts yeah like something on social media i really want to talk about this because i think this is a really helpful thing to talk about a good groundwork to sort of lay down before we sort of talk about what's gimmicky and what's factual, is like how we actually study nutrition. Like how do we study, like how do they, how do we actually know what we know about like the things that we eat? Because that's an important sort of precursor to understanding like when someone makes a claim, is this actually like scientifically kind of defensible or is it sort of not? Okay. So there's basically two ways that we study nutrition. And I'm going to, so there's the two different ways are experimentally and observationally. All right. And experimentally is kind of typically what you think of when you think of science is like you're conducting an experiment. So you intervene in somebody's life and you introduce something into their you know daily routine and then you observe you know some phenomena whether it occurs or whether it doesn't. Mm -hmm. And for. Experimental studies, I'm not going to sort of belabor this point because this is actually not typically what you see when you see studies posted by, like, fitness influencers or mainstream media. But the important thing to understand is that, like, experimental studies are obviously, like, produce the most scientifically reliable results because you're actually introducing some independent variable and you're, you know, monitoring for other things that will not influence the independent variable, you know, back to sort of, like, grade school science and then you're observing results, and you can, like, sort of most reliably associate the results that you see with this independent variable because you know what happened. You know what the system was like before you added the the variable, and you know what it's like after. This the,
0: is so science-y. I'm not going to lie to you, John. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I, I told I told you when we started, I was like, you might have to pull me back on some things. <laughs> so I won't get too sci. I won't dive too much more science-y. But, like, the thing to understand is that, like, diets. Uh-huh themselves are horrible independent like they're horrible independent variables you can't really do an experiment with a diet right because think of what a diet is think of the vegan diet or the paleo Mm -hmm. diet like there's so many foods that you can eat in those diets yeah and so they're not specific they're not controllable or manipulatable there's really no way to sort of know in this plethora of food that you're eating in this one diet what is actually causing this phenomena that you may be seeing. Mm-hmm. So that's one problem with, like, sort of diets and nutrition as, like, a science in yeah. terms of, like, experimentally. And also, like, you know, the things that we tend to study with nutrition is, like, you know, they have long progressions, like heart disease, uh, lung disease, mm-hmm. you know, diabetes. These things take 10, 20, 30 years to develop. Yeah. And so to be, to, you know... Imagine having to design a study where someone says, Okay, like I promise to show up to this location three times a day so you can feed me a specific <laughs> vegan meal and I'll do that for the next thirty years. Oh. Never gonna happen.
0: You had um honestly, the first half of that sounded kinda nice. <laughs> then you said thirty years. I was like, No, 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 I can't commit like that. Yeah, or
1: even ten <laughs> years. Even five.
0: I mean, granted, I did become a vegetarian because someone told me I couldn't do it mm. and now it's been over seven years. Yeah. So <laughs> Maybe I can commit, <laughs> um.
1: So you only became vegetarian simply because someone said, yeah, I don't think you can do it?
0: Well, for the most part, yes, because I'm very stubborn and I like to prove people wrong. Yeah. But also, I was in AP Environmental in high school And we were just watching all those, you know, docs, like what the hell and stuff. Yeah. And then for me, I was like, I don't even eat meat like that. Right. So I think I could give it up. Yeah. My parents said no because they're like, it's too expensive. My family, they're very big meat eaters. Mm -hmm. They're like, we're not going to do the diet just for you. Yeah. And then my friends, when I had mentioned, oh, I'm thinking about doing it, they're like, Tina, you eat chicken nuggets too often. Like, there's no way you can do it. I'm pretty sure they've never seen me eat a chicken nugget in their lives. (laughs) But because of that, when I got to college, I decided, you know, I have this meal plan. No one can tell me what I can or cannot eat. So my first day, September 3rd, 2016. Wow, she's
1: got it down to the day. Got
0: it down to the day is the day that I became a vegetarian.
1: Damn, so we're on seven years now. Yeah. Wow.
0: It's kind of crazy. And no end in sight? No, there is. Like, I think it was last year when I had said to myself, we've only got one life to live. Fair. And I'm not going to you know, go six feet under without trying, like, lobster or crab or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I will kind of, like, cheat my diet
1: yeah. or my
0: lifestyle based off of an event. I know, sure. like, my wedding, I don't... I don't no, because I don't need to be in the bathroom that often <laughs> <laughs> for, like, a random special occasion. Like, if it's my dad's, like, 60th birthday, all right, like, I'll have, like, a little bit of salmon or something. Yeah. But I portion control it because okay. I don't want to, you know, terrify my body. Sure. Jump scare it. Yeah. Wait, have you ever been any? No. No. No type of diets for you?
1: Uh, Not, like, none that have been, like, la- like have a label like that. Okay. Like, I mean, I certainly, like, am very conscious of my nutrition, but... I don't, like, have a specific pattern like that. This brings up a very interesting point because, like, you're vegetarian, so you don't eat meat. Yeah. In terms of, like, protein, do you, like, are you conscious of, like, how much protein you eat a day and sort of...
0: Absolutely okay. the fuck not. Yeah, I right. When I first became a vegetarian, it was just carbs. Carbs all the time, where mm-hmm. I ended up getting... I visited my doctor after the fall semester, and she goes, oh, you've already gained seven pounds. You're halfway to the freshman fifteen. I literally gasped yeah. and said, oh, absolutely not. This is not happening. Yeah. So I ended up going to the gym every other day mm-hmm. for like a month or two months yeah. until I got back to a weight that I was more like, comfortable with. Right. And then I realized, okay, I can't just eat carbs all the time. So then I started incorporating salads. Um, tofu was a big part of my diet starting out, but yeah. also to, you can't have too much tofu because mm-hmm. there's too much. And y'all please don't come for me if I'm wrong. <laughs> there's too much like estrogen or something like you can't have too um, sure. estrogen or soy where if you have too much of it, the levels go too high. And mm-hmm. as we know, too much of anything is a bad thing. Sure. So having to correlate that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but tofu beans, I am conscious. I don't eat fruits barely eat vegetables because I said I'm a very big, you know, carb girly. So what
1: are, what are your carbs then? Like Because when you said all oh, I eat is carbs, I'm like, oh, so you must just like pound vegetables.
0: No, like pastas, breads, are those bad carbs? Is there such a thing as bad carbs?
1: See, that's, again, that's a thing, like that's a term that is really just like misused, I think, a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't think there are good and bad carbs. There are different types of carbs yeah. that you can eat. Um, and consequentially, do they mean, do they really have much of a difference on your long-term health? Not really. Mm -hmm. Definitely not as much as like the amount, right? So like if you eat, you know, if you're going to eat 300 calories worth of brown rice versus 300 calories worth of white rice, like, you know, glycemically, like they're a little differently, like the brown rice is going to spike your blood sugar a little less than the white rice. Okay. But it's it's mostly inconsequential, like as long as the calories are equated. That being said, though, like as as sort of like like there's some nuance here where you can talk about like, you know, broccoli is a carb. 300 calories of broccoli is a lot of food. Like you're going to feel so full. (laughs) So if you're like looking for like, you know, some sort of maintenance mechanism where it's like, hey, I want to feel full, but feel like I want to eat like, Mm -hmm. you know. And what am I, what can I choose? Rice or broccoli? It's like or, or bread or broccoli? It's like yeah. I would, you know, add some broccoli, add some vegetables because those are really, really like, you know, filling. And it's gonna help you maintain your calories. But in terms of like apples to apples, like same calorie amount, yeah. like there's really not a whole lot of difference. Can I
0: ask you something? With
1: yes, there's some um. nuance there, but I think your your fans won't come for me. I hope not. But there's I some don't... more nuance we can talk about. But it's probably pretty too too sciency for for this discussion.
0: No, no, no. It's definitely if you think it's too sciency. It definitely is, especially when it comes to me. <laughs> but I want to know how did you end up learning about these things? Because you did say like you went to school for political science. Yeah. You're a software engineer now. Are you a personal trainer? And I just don't know it. Like, what? <laughs> how is this? How do you? How are you so knowledgeable about all of this?
1: Well, I appreciate that compliment. Um, I certainly don't think I I look at myself that way. I think, um, again, I think it really just ties back to what we talked about when we first started, which is like the 15 minutes a day. I mean, I went to school for political science. And I taught myself software engineering um, by just basically doing that, like, you know, 30 minutes, 20 minutes a day of, like, reading. Like, I'm a very avid reader. I love to read, um, as nerdy as that is. That's Um, not
0: nerdy. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. Love that.
1: Um, You know, I'm not a very big fiction reader. I'm sort of like a nonfiction science reader. 20 minutes a day of like reading various things i mean it all sort of started for me because like i was listening to a podcast and i was like you know this guy's going on about all these things and i'm like but honestly like i have no idea whether he's actually right or not yeah so it sort of started me on this journey of like i want to actually like learn the fundamentals of physiology and and sort of nutrition and all these things so like i can at least not be an expert and i'm certainly like not a doctor or a physiologist by any stretch when i hear someone's talk about these things I'm like does that like at least align with like what I know about the fundamentals yeah so I started yeah it was just like maybe you know 15 20 minutes a day of like reading like anything I can get my hands on with respect to this stuff and and here we are
0: but that's so cool and this is a random way to tie things in but your passions and stuff like if you want to know more about anything it's doing that 15 minutes a day and like you said for you it's reading for me, if I want to know what's going on in football, I go on <laughs> Travis Kelsey's Instagram, or I figure out what's going on there in the you world, go. and I'm yeah. like, "All right, let's do this." Um, but do you listen
1: to Travis Kelsey's podcast?
0: I watch the clips; they're so funny. Yeah. Do you, Do you listen to it?
1: Uh, every now and then, he's got a very sultry voice. I love it, <laughs> but he definitely plays it up. Like you can tell, he's definitely like pushing that vocal fry on there. Like, he probably got some sort of filter on there, too. Like, there's no way that's that's just how he talks in real life.
0: The clips are so funny, and whenever he calls himself, then his new, like, thing right now is calling himself El Javador. And every time he says it, I go, "Whoa, Jesus, take God. the wheel. <laughs> okay, so we don't have that much time left, but I mm-hmm. want to do a very quick rapid fire with yeah.
1: you. okay, rapid fire.
0: Rapid fire. I want these answers to be, like, Short, quick, to the point, five—I um, was going to say five words, like five sentences or less. Okay. First one, because you didn't answer it before, are you a Zumba guy? Mm,
1: not a Zumba guy, but not, but, but not for lack of interest, just simply lack of opportunity. Like, I would never go on my own, but if someone took me, I'd go.
0: Y'all, I've seen John getting it down <laughs> on the dance floor. So 1000 we're going to go to a bar class and we're going to go to Zumba class. That's fair. Have you ever asked someone out while you're at the gym? He had to think about it for a second.
1: Well, I've been asked out at the gym, but
0: oh, I, story time—you have to tell us.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know if I can. I don't know. Is,
0: is it someone that I've? I know.
1: No, it's nobody you know. No, no. Oh, okay. But it's so somebody then, that I see every day still. At still. The gym. Not like not in that not in that way. Well, are but, you gonna
0: tell that person that you were on a podcast?
1: Uh, probably not.
0: Okay, so come on, share with the audience.
1: <laughs> oh God, I don't want to <laughs> put this person on blast. Okay,
0: fine. Is, Instead of you putting the person on blast, how about, how would you approach someone at the gym? I wouldn't. Okay, well, if you had to approach someone at the gym, how would you do it? Or what are the red flags of approaching someone at the gym? Like, what's something that someone shouldn't do?
1: I mean, I think, I mean, this is, again, like, not to sort of enforce gender stereotypes, but I think for a female to come up to a male, fair game, like, do whatever you want. But, like, for a guy to go up to a girl is pretty, pretty, like, no, no no-fly zone, personally. Like... Because
0: really, yeah,
1: because the way that I look at it is like, uh, I'm, I'm not going to if I go up to you on the gym floor, there's all these people around like that is n- the most awkward position <laughs> that you could possibly be in. Yeah. And it's probably going to unfairly influence you to like either give me your number when you don't want to yeah. or just make you feel like incredibly seen. And I'm okay. like, neither of what those things I want. So I simply just sort of abstain from it.
0: But have you seen it happen? I don't go oh, to the I've gym, so th- I need. I'm trying I've, to figure I, this I've
1: out. S- I've seen it happen. Yeah, I've seen it happen. Not, not. I don't think I've ever seen like a just like a completely like out of pocket like approach. I think I've seen guys definitely like try to lay the groundwork, like you know.
0: How, how does one lay the groundwork?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Just like, at, like, oh, are you still using this machine? And then like, oh yeah, or oh no, and it's like, oh And then yeah. get
0: into the conversation that way. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I've seen guys like walk up to girls like. They're over there, and like the machine's like 50 feet away. And he's like, Yo, you still using that? And it's like, (laughs) Honey, I've been off that.
0: (laughs) Well, I was gonna say, maybe if they're like, if the workout's over, and then, or maybe if you're seeing that person constantly, like they have the same gym time routine as you. Yeah. Because how do you make friends at the gym?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I think, yes, there's certainly a way for it to like organically happen. Like, yeah, you see the same people like over time, and like, you you know, you. It it evolves from a head nod to like a how you doing to like small talk, then it's like what's your name that type of thing. Okay. Well, I guess that you know I, I would I would say that's probably legal. Um, <laughs> it's probably
0: but, legal. <laughs> yeah,
1: but like it's funny because I do talk to like my my other girlfriends who go to the gym and they're like yeah, yeah like I wish a guy would come up and talk to me and I'm like it's just probably not gonna happen. Also because guys are cowards for the most part too. So like. <laughs> At least he said it.
0: Snaps to that. It's fa-
1: I mean it's true.
0: I think our generation for sure. Is definitely they're more like soft-spoken. They're not like ready to go up to people.
1: When I'm out, I'll go up to somebody. Like not like if you're in a bar, like it's fair game. The gym for me is like my, that's a that is a haven for me. Like yeah. I don't want to pollute that space at all. And so it's like your I guess space. part of like not wanting to go up to a girl is like yeah like I don't want it to be awkward. Um, but yeah, and I, to
0: have that situation happen. But I don't want like, her
1: to feel that way. Yeah, like if I go up and hit on you and you're like, no. Like, yeah. I don't want you to feel like I'm staring daggers at you every time I come back into the gym because like that's true. You know.
0: Yeah, I can get it can get a little awkward. Yeah, just a tad. All right, in my last oh wow the accent was still there for a second. Last rapid fire question: mm-hmm. gym etiquette. For those who don't know, is there anything besides like wiping down the machine after you use it? Like, what are some things that people should do? Some things people shouldn't do.
1: The thing, the thing that I'll say about this, like, there's obvious ones, right? You wipe down, the, Like, wipe down the machine, you know, re, like, re-rack your weights. But the biggest one that I'll call out, mm-hmm. just because you can, like, lift a lot of weight on a machine
0: mm-hmm.
1: doesn't, like, entitle you to that machine over someone who doesn't. Like, you know, just because you're going to walk up to the squat rack and squat 400 pounds, like, that doesn't give you any more of a right to it than the guy who's going to walk up and do 135. Like, I see this a lot where, like, I'll be standing waiting for a squat rack and, like, a guy I know who, like, is pretty strong will be like, this fucking kid is, like, taking forever and he's doing 135. And I'm like, bro, he's working out. Like, just because you do th- what you do and he, like, like does, you know, just like, lose that entitlement attitude. Like, so that's a big gym etiquette thing for me that I, that I think people need to realize.
0: That's a good one. Yeah. I didn't even think anything of it. It's-
1: and I, and it's also, like, uh, not to interrupt you, but, like, um... F- for girls too, they're like always like my my girl girlfriends like oh, I'm so scared to go up to like the dumbbell like area because like all the guys are like, you know, s- like just hogging all the you know all these big weights and I'm like, those guys are assholes if they're being like that pretentious <laughs> like at the gym like,
0: and they're just chilling there the entire time. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, that too.
0: Okay, well, we don't have that much time left, so I want to give you the floor. If I know we were guys, I have so many notes. <laughs> That, and we didn't get to all of them. We touched on pretty much at least every topic that we wanted to get through. Yeah. But if there's anything that we didn't talk about, now's your time to do it.
1: I mean, there's there's nothing that we didn't talk about. Um, I do want to shout someone out, though, okay. because I do have a friend, uh, Dr. George Hartshorn. He's a doctor at Mount Sinai, and this man has, it, like, I will text him at all out and have texted him at all hours of the day and night with questions about this stuff. Um, And he is just the he's the most knowledgeable person. I think that I know in this space Um, And he is just always has such a good attitude when I ask him questions at 2 a.m. About (laughs) Amino acids and he's like oh here's like six slides from medical school that like will help you and I'm like oh Thanks, and he's just like gives me a paragraph explanation So I want to shout him out because he's also been a really great resource for me in like this journey of of learning about this stuff so Dr. George. Thanks, buddy.
0: That's so sweet. Some people get late night booty call texts and Dr. <laughs> George gets late night texts from John saying, hey, so how does this muscle work with this muscle? Yeah, and XYZ? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, John, usually how I wrap these episodes up is I say, OK, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Mm. But like you have nothing.
1: Yeah. Can't you have... find me, <laughs> which is a good thing.
0: It is honestly a great yeah. thing.
1: Don't don't come looking for me.
0: Aha. John, thank you so so much for coming on. This was long time overdue. Mm-hmm. So thanks for being patient with me as I was like, you know, yeah. figuring out the shit show that is my life. Is there one piece of advice that you'd want to give the in your 20s community before we wrap up?
1: Uh, I would say just keep doing what you're doing because you're you're on the right path whether you realize it or not. And so, day by day. <gasps>
0: That is such a great way to wrap it up. John, thanks again for coming on. And guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of In Your 20s. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, as well as on Instagram and TikTok. That's at In Your 20s with a Y-S, not an I-E-S. My name's Tina with an H, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.
1: And I'm John with no H.
0: (laughs) That's perfect. Bye. (laughs) Bye.